Hi, my name is Sam Williams, and welcome to part one of episode number 134 of my 6G music podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. Hello, so first of all, I'd like to welcome all you to part one of episode number 134 of my 6G Music Podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. I'm Sam Williams, and for those of you who are just now discovering this podcast, either on the Apple Podcast app, or in Stitch, or in iHeartRadio, and we will play music, or on Spotify, and you're wondering, so what the heck is, I'm just going to give you a brief description of what the show is all about. Okay, so I'm Sam Williams, and I am a 25-year-old songwriter slash producer, but I'm also a huge 60 music fan slash expert slash nerd, and each week with this podcast, I take one song by one artist from the 60s and put the show in two parts. First part of the show, I talk about my opinion of the song and why I think it's so good, or why I think it sucks, and then do my own personal analysis on the arrangement of the song, which will include the chords, million lyrics, and the second part of the show, I dig deep into the history behind that track. And that part of the show talk about who wrote the song, who produced it, what see the song was recorded at, and what, whether that be, and who would talk about who the musicians that played on the song, whether it be the studio musicians or the band members themselves, the history behind the song, where it's wrote the songs, the producer that produced it, and the artist that recorded it, and uh, the label song, which released song, where that label is located at, and the studio the song was recorded at, where that studio is located at. And the peak position of the song made up originally on the Billboard Hot 100 charts when it first came out. And the year and month the song was released. And the history behind the label the song was released on. All that is in the second part of the show. Now before we move on this week's episode of the podcast, I wanted to let you guys know something. So um, as of this week, uh, actually last week technically, uh, since I'm recording this podcast over the weekend. Um, as of last week, uh, I have a new interview out actually. Um, it's under my, it's, it's actually linked to that. And this is is a description of this week's episode of this podcast. It's in this really, really cool magazine. I like it a lot. It's called honk magazine. Um, it's super cool. I mean, I'm very honored and excited to have an article out with, uh, this publication and the fact that they specifically chose me and hit me up and says, Hey, we want to interview you. That's really, really cool because if you go on there and you check out some of the other uh, articles they have or some of the other people that they've interviewed, you'll notice that <laughs> they've they they have some pretty high level people on there. I mean, they I, I'm sure they're probably very selective with the people that they chose choose to be uh, you know, featured in this publication. So, I mean, I, I personally, I've never, I haven't known anybody who has been featured in this publication. So it's really cool that they specifically selected me, you know, to be a part of this publication. Cause I mean, sometimes, you know, when you get hit up to get interviewed or something like that, you'll notice that, oh, a bunch of other people I know have also been hit up for the same publication. So it loses that kind of, it loses, when that happens, that kind of, your your sort of feature becomes like, okay, well, you know, it's not that special. But, um, you know, this is very, very special and very, very cool. And a lot of people look at this publication. So, um, so if you want to, you know, I look, I, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you'll know quite a lot about me already, but just in case you don't, and if you just want to, you know, get to know me just a little bit more, then you can check out, uh, you know, the interview I did, you know, with them. Cause it's, I, I mean, I just, 
I, I was, it was a hundred percent me and I really want to put my best foot forward and just blow people's minds. And, uh, you know, so please go check it out. Um, no updates for you as far as my upcoming release yet. Um, I'm, like I said before, tentative release date is May 14th, but, uh, at this point that's only like a couple weeks away. So I might push it back to the end of May. Uh, so that's just, you know, cause I haven't seen the album cover yet. Uh, so I'll, but I'll keep you guys updated once uh, I see the album cover once that's kind of set in stone and once we can kind of get going as far as promotion, uh, for the, for the release of this thing. Cause we still got to make some content for this release. Um, you know, cause you know, we, we only have like a couple of videos out so far for the songs that have been out. So far, actually, we have like two or three videos, but there we got to make some more videos for some more songs because there's four more songs on, on this release that n you guys haven't heard yet. So we got to work on getting more content ready for you guys uh, for uh, those four songs. Uh, so I'll but I'll keep you guys updated once that uh, once I have an official release date for that, because I mean, I, I said May 14th. I even said that when my school interviewed me and said, hey, when is this album coming out? I said May 14th. Well, that's actually in a couple of weeks. And I really want, you know, more time to do some promo and get some con visual content done for this EP. So that way it just doesn't uh, it, it when it releases, it doesn't become a total dud, you know. So um, because I don't know. I mean, I, I do have something else planned after this release, but Again, like it's all about getting, you know, visual content for it ready to go. So um, and right now we don't we only have like three videos for, uh, you know, the three songs that are out so far. But we'll get some more done soon. So I'll definitely let you guys know when to have uh, some more visual content uh, for the EP and when it actually is coming out. And uh, let's get on with this week's show. Moving on, let's get started this week's song, shall we? Okay, so I know last week I did a song that I don't like at all, <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed that. I mean, I, I I'm I'm probably gonna do that again at some point. I'm probably gonna do I'm probably gonna roast another sexy song by another sexy group I don't like at all. Uh, so be prepared because that will happen again. Probably not for a while, because uh, I have some other stuff I want to get to uh, before I do another song I don't like. Uh, so be prepared for when I do something like that again, cause I'll probably do it again. Cause <laughs> I mean, it's sometimes fun, you know, making fun of a song from the sixties that isn't that good. You know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, even though obviously the people who recorded and made it might find it offensive or not. I mean, there were a lot of cases back then where an artist recorded a song and they didn't like it personally, but they had to do it because the record company made them do it. Um, you know, so sometimes, you know, just because an artist was singing a song back then didn't always mean that they were in love with it, you know, so that could be the case with a lot of those 60s songs that weren't really that great. But uh, this week I'm doing something, I, I'm going I'm to do another 60s song I like, and, um, and I wanted to do something kind of special because I, I actually, this has been on my list for a long time, and it's one of those songs that you know, again, like it shouldn't surprise you as to why I like the song so much, but it, it's one of those tunes that it's so trippy, but it's so beautiful and so gorgeous. And it's just amazing. It's, it's an amazing song. It's one of those songs that is just so lush and so just easygoing, but it has all my favorite chords in it. And 
it, it, it's a beach song, but it wasn't recorded in Southern California. This was non-LA session with the Wrecking Crew, um, and it wasn't recorded with like Jan and Dean or the Beach Boys or any of those surf groups like the Rip Chords or the Hondells. It wasn't recorded, you know, at the beach or or any well, not the. I mean, obviously they wouldn't record something right at the beach, but it wasn't recorded anywhere near where what was considered the Southern California sort of surf car beach music i mean it wasn't even recorded in that area but the song it evokes that and it's just it's amazing how much you know you know the music of the beach boys has particularly influenced other groups i mean obviously the the influence of beatles but this particular song on the other hand is so of of that sort of beach boy sound it's incredible though i i I love this song and it's just, I, and again, it's and also the other thing about it is that it's another one of those 60s tunes. I didn't hear the song until a lot later. I mean, not every song on my podcast are songs that I specifically remember when I was a kid. Most of them are. Most of them are songs I remember hearing when I was little growing up listening to oldies music on Kareth 101 in L.A. But this particular song was actually kind of a discovery that I made when I was a lot older. And I, I think the first time I heard the song was back in 2017. So this was the that was the first time I heard it. And I never heard the song growing up. They never played it. Probably because it wasn't that big of a hit. I mean, this song wasn't a huge runaway top ten smash, you know, you know, that was on the charts for a long time. Uh, this was one of those songs that it, it peaked, peaked at the lower bottom half of the top thirty. Uh, but it just never got any higher than that, and it didn't stay on the charts for too long. And it's one of those songs that you know it's just it's it's an obscure one, so you're definitely not going to know this. But you know, the thing you have to understand about a lot of stuff from back then is because is that just because you don't do it, know it doesn't mean you're gonna you're not gonna like it. Um, because you know, I I tend to have more of an open mind when it comes to you know, songs from back then. And, you know, even, I mean, I mean, yes, I'm very selective about, uh, about what I listen to, but usually if I'm on Spotify and I'm like trying to like listen to stuff I've never heard before, I always, I listen to it and I, and of course I'll know if I like it within the first 10, 30 seconds of it. I mean, I, I'll listen to less than one minute of a song and be like, okay, this is not my thing at all. Um, but you know, I'm I'm pretty open minded when it comes to hearing stuff from back that I've never heard before, and I hope you are too. You know, because this is one of the greatest songs from that time that just wasn't a big hit, but it's just it's gorgeous. Oh my god, the song's amazing. Okay, I'm gonna shut up about it now and get to it. Okay, so this song came out in August of 1965. It's by a fake group, and I'll talk about that next week, called Ronnie and the Daytonas. And the name of the song is called Sandy. Hey girl, with sunlight in your hair. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It hurts me so to see you standing there. Wow. Oh my god, I love this song so much. Oh my god, this is this song is incredible. 
Wow, this is such a great song. Oh my God. I mean, it feels so beachy. It feels so wavy and just so comfortable and so cozy and just, it's just gorgeous. Oof, man. Uh, so I'm going to talk about what makes a song so good, both musically and lyrically, as I always do. But first, let's get into the song's music because we got a lot unpacked here about that. Okay. So one thing that blew my mind about this song for me when I first heard it, and this is something that you're going to notice right away when you listen to the song, is the chord changes. Because this is one of those songs that, okay, so let's just say you're, you know, you're a listener of this podcast, right? And let's just say you like blues or you like soul music. And you listen to songs like that, and you've heard and you hear stuff like that for your entire life. You don't really hear much else other than that. And you listen to blues and you listen to soul music, and it's like, and and a lot of what you're hearing is songs with basic chord changes. I mean, really, really basic, like just nothing too exciting, nothing too complex, nothing too interesting. Um, and you listen to that stuff over and over and over again. And then you hear a song like this and you're like, what the actual fuck? What is going on here? Because this is not basic at all. Because um, you're going to listen to the song and you're going to be like, I've never heard anything like this before. It's so complex. And there's so much going on here that it just sounds so like it, it blows your mind because you're like, what's happening? Like, it, it, I mean... First of all, like, you know, it just, but there's definitely a lot of things about this song that will absolutely catch your attention. Like, you'll listen to the song, and there are some things there you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're, there'll, there'll definitely be some things that will perk, perk your ears up, and things that will definitely be like, oh, what was that? Whoa, I didn't expect that. Didn't see that coming at all. Like, I mean, there's so many things about it that are just so weird. I mean, right off the bat, right? If you listen to the first couple seconds, it, it's, 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 you go, it's, first of all, the song uses a lot of major seven and minor seven chords. But again, like, they, they bend the rules so much in the song as far as theory is concerned. I mean, it's not just major seven and minor sevens, but there's a lot of parallel minor, I mean, parallel major stuff happening. I mean, it's just, and it's and it's mind blowing. It's just like whoa, where did that come from? And like for example, um, you know, for like uh, in in the beginning, right? You hear the you hear the the one major seven, and then you hear E minor after that. You hear A major seven, and then you hear E minor seven, and you hear E minor seven. That's a minor five. I'm like whoa, that's that that's that's definitely mind blowing because again that's a parallel major parallel minor thing i mean whoa that that's that that's kind of spooky like what where did that come from and then basically you know you hear the the a major 7 and b minor 7 thing going which is great i mean that's that's my kind of chord change right there that's really really cool i love that so much and then you hear that and then you hear and then you hear the the one dominant 7 and then you hear the four chord, but it doesn't quite sound like a regular four chord. It's actually a four major seven, which is the D major seven. 
And that actually sounds kind of cool. That's also unexpected, too, because you're probably expecting something else there. Um, but then also you go from the from the four major seven and then you go to the four minor. But it's a, but it's a minor seven. So it's you go from D major seven to D minor seven. And then after this is when it gets, this is when it gets really, really just like what? Whoa, where did that come from? So you go from D minor seven and then you go to F major, which I believe in this case, it would be a flat six technically. Um, you know, you're in A, so it'd be a natural six. But then you go to the to the, to the flat seven, which is G. And then you're like, what? What just happened? <laughs> you just did this whole parallel major, parallel minor thing. Like, where did that come from? What? I mean, it's just, oh my God, this song is just, there. there's just so many things happening with it that it but i mean just but it's structured so nicely because you've got that really cool intro and then you've got the verses you know and also you know when you when you when you got that happening um you know there there there's there's a, a certain amount of repet repetitiveness here in this song even though it doesn't get too repetitive which is cool you know i like songs that kind of change things up all of a sudden you know dramatically but um, and this is, and that's exactly what the song does. So you got that, right? Uh, it, it kind of, it does that, um, it does that whole progression, right? You know, like twice, I think like twice, you know, cause it goes back to the, to the, uh, intro. And then here's something that completely blows my mind. I mean, when I, when I heard this, I was like, what, <laughs> what, what just happened? How, how, where did this come from? And that, and what I'm talking about is the bridge because the bridge is like, what the fuck? Like, what what's going on? And in the bridge, because it's almost like, you know, you're watching a movie, right? And you, you're trying to figure out, okay, so um, you, you're, you're, you, the, the, the plot gets kind of repetitive. Like, you kind of see, you know, you kind of see things kind of happening. And then, whoa, uh, a major, major thing happens. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, shit, okay. Um, what's happening? I don't know. Uh, is what's going to happen next? Because I have no clue what's going to happen next. Um, someone tell me, like, like what what's going to happen now? And that's exactly what happens in the bridge. Because you're listening to that bridge, and you're like, whoa, that was so crazy. And what he does is that he does a key change, right? He goes from A, but then it's then what? This is probably one of the weirdest, you know. Uh, bridges of all time because the chord changes are so unresolved and you're like what what's gonna happen next because you hear that uh, f sharp major right and you think okay you know go from the f sharp to b it sounds like you're going to one four one four and then you hear and then you hear the flat seven in uh f sharp major which is e major and I'm like wait a minute what's happening uh something's going on uh and then you hear the b flat and then this is like whoa okay so we're we're where where are we heading you know because we just we just took a complete left turn we were on this journey right we were we were basically like we were heading to this destination right and then you all of a sudden make a total u-turn go completely off google maps go somewhere else and you're like where are we going now how, like it's almost like you know it's like you're driving somewhere and then you decide to just go somewhere else completely and you're like where the hell are we going and that's what this bridge feels like and it, and you hear the bridge and it's like okay here the b flat the g and then 
what happens next? And then you hear the F sharp again. And then all of a sudden you're in this whole other world and you're modulating up a whole step to B. And then you're, and then you hear the whole, you know, verse and chorus progression again and the intro again in a completely different key and B. And you're like, what the hell? It's almost like, it's almost like one of those things where it's like, I mean, I, I would love to see a music video with this song or something because, you know, you can almost picture like some sort of like, because because here's the thing is that, you know, when you when you hear this song, you know, you hear those chord changes. It's almost like you're it's like you're hearing you're seeing this whole like time warp thing happening where it's like something something's going on something going on blah, 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 and then everything just stops after after the bridge and then you hear the whole thing repeat again in B major and it's just like what what where did that come from I, it just oh man it just it's so mind blowing and again like once it's B it's the same thing all over again it's the same exact progression and hearing that exact same really cool progression again and b when you when you've got those major sevens and minor sevens and that parallel major parallel minor it's like whoa that's even cooler because i don't know why but the but the but the whole set modulation from a to b i mean it, it just it just makes the song sound way better i don't know why but it just that is so cool. And look, I mean, as far as the song's arrangement is concerned, it's pretty low level. I mean, you don't really even hear drums except for like timpani. And then you hear like the strings. But the coolest, probably the coolest part about this song is the picked bass and the acoustic guitar. Because the acoustic guitar is actually really, really cool. It's very, very unique. And it's it's super laid back and super, super, super good. But again, like I think the song... Uh, the, whoever did the string arrangement of the song, I'm pre, I think it was Bergen White who did the string arrangement for this. Um, you know, whoever did the string arrangement for this should probably win a Grammy because, uh, you know, the string arrangement is just unreal. It's so cool. I love the strings on this record. It's so like you know totally out there, you know, because it's so laid back and so just you know really really relaxing. You know, because that's the thing about this song is that. You know, you could probably meditate while this song is on because it's so relaxing and so like, you know, laid back and so feel good. But it just it's one of those songs where you just kind of close your eyes and just imagine you're just in this whole other world because that's what it feels like. Because when you because when you when you when you do that, when it ha when that key change happens. Right. And, you know, and then all of a sudden you're in another key. It's it almost feels like you're being transported into a whole nother world actually once that once that key change happens and it's just it's mind-blowing and you're like wow that is just so cool um and i love the outro too when it just vamps on that one you know one major one major seven and then to the two minor seven i love that vamp at the end because that's really really cool I, I it's just beautiful i i love you know and then the string strings take over and then that unexpected timpani hit kind of towards the end when it's kind of vamping on that one that one minor seven and then the five minor seven, you know, that B major seven to F sharp minor seven. When it vamps on that, that's that's really, really cool. 
Um, cause again, like, you know, that's, and, and you hear those background vocals, that background vocals are really, really cool too. Very Brian Wilson-y. Like you hear that falsetto and you hear like, you know, and, and you think, okay, this is pretty Beach Boysy, you know, and, and the vocals are really deep too. I mean, you know, the, the Beach Boys stuff tend to have more higher lead vocals. I mean, this is pretty low in the range, but still that falsetto vocal definitely makes it sound pretty Beach Boys. But, um, I think... And yeah, I mean, there's no, and also note that there's really no hard hitting drums in the song at all. It's just the percussion elements are the are the finger snaps, and then some of the other things like the timpani, and then you know just. But definitely the song is 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 propelled by acoustic guitar, and and picked bass, and you know finger snaps, you know, and also just uh, you know, and again that whole string arrangement is really really cool. Um, this is a pretty laid-back song. Probably, probably wouldn't want to end your sets with this if you're going to play the song live, but still a cool sort of mid-set number to play in the middle of your set, kind of just to relax people, but then kick it up a notch for the next song you play after this one. But anyways, let's get into the song's lyrics. Okay, so let's talk about the song's lyrics for a second. Um, you know, there's a certain kind of love song thing situation happening there's definitely a love story thing for sure because, you know, and again, like, <laughs> you know, the song is so beachy that, you know, when you listen to this, you hear like even just the, the from the first lyric, hey, girl, with the sunlight in your hair, you know, <laughs> it's so like it's that's that's definitely like, you know, you hear a sense of like, yeah, we're, we're just cruising on a beach somewhere and you see some girl with the sunlight in your hair. But, and that's actually kind of cool that, you know, that even though the song wasn't recorded anywhere near the beach, it evokes a lot of that. Um, And it's interesting because the song, there's, there's, it's kind of ambiguous. So there's certain, a lot of details that are left out, um, but you definitely hear certain things. uh, And the the singer is definitely implying a lot of different things. you know, uh, things, but he's, but he isn't really saying, explaining a whole lot. Like, for example, like, you know, when he says the girl laughs and runaways and doesn't care, uh, that, that could mean that she was playing hard to get, you know, or, and it just, and then once, once you, uh, and then, and then it's funny cause you know, even, even, in, even in this, in this, this, the second verse, when he says your kisses are warmer than the sun, I mean, that's a total, you know, Beach Boy sort of lyric too. Like, you know, I mean, it's just the song is so beachy, <laughs> you know, so Southern California, you know, surf. I mean, that's that's the vibe that the song gives off for sure. Um, but I think, you know, it's funny because I feel like what's implied once you kind of get to the second verse that they were once a couple and, you know, and they're and they're not together anymore because he says, do you remember when I was the one? And, you know, I think that implies that they were once, you know, in a relationship at some point. Uh, but again, it's not really explained when or how they got together. Again, the song is kind of mysterious. But then once you kind of get through the once you kind of get through uh, the, the, the two verses and the two choruses, which are different lyrically, you know, the, the, the two choruses don't have the same lyrics um, they have the same melody, but not the same lyrics. Uh, the only thing, the only thing that those two choruses have in common is, of course, uh, the 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 name of the song, which is named after a girl named Sandy. 
And basically, um, once you kind of get to the bridge, you find out that uh, uh, since um, the, uh, the, the, the girl that he was with, which is in this case is Sandy, got taken away by another guy. And uh, and it's funny because, you know, he says you've been around since that new boy who found you took you uptown so far from me. And that apply implies that, you know, some some guy stole her from from him. And but it's interesting because you would that's actually kind of a depressing part of the song. And you kind of feel like sorry for the singer. But then once you kind of get to the last uh, verse and chorus, right, once the song does that key change right after the bridge, and then he, t- he actually kind of um, implies that he's very confident that the girl will eventually come back to him at some point, and, you know, he'll be here waiting for her. And, uh, you know, again, it's like, um, you know, and it's interesting because... He, you know, he doesn't say like, oh, I'm only going to wait for like, you know, two or three years. And if they're not to, and if they're still together, I'm going to move on. He doesn't say exactly how long he's going to wait. Um, again, like there's a lot of details left out with this song. Um, but definitely in the final verse, he kind of, uh, you know, he, he he's very he's very confident uh, that this girl is going to come back to him, you know, and he's like, you know, he thinks that every, you know the the good times he have she's having with this other guy are gonna end, and uh, again like you know it's it's interesting because, um you know it, it kind of it it's kind of like with the song I just put out, uh keeper in my back pocket um except that I I wasn't in that song I'm not necessarily implied that we're together you know and then and then she broke up with me for another guy it's a totally different. Uh, scenario but again it's it's that same kind of uh confidence that is in, invoked in uh the final verse and chorus of the song again like and and once you kind of get to um the final uh chorus again totally different lyrics from the, from the last three courses and then the song kind of fades out and here's an interesting happening about this song lyrically is that once you're gonna to get to the fade out, um, the, the 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 singers, the the girl that he's talking about, her name's repeated, and then there's some talking points in the song where he kind of whispers her her name, and then just you know, and basically says you know, Sandy, I love you. And now, granted, you might hate that, and that's okay, but I think that's actually kind of cool. You know, it's uh, it's really it gives a song sort of a mysterious kind of edge to it. It's, but this song is definitely very haunting. And uh, also, I want to make a full disclosure that um, I don't know who this girl is, Sandy. I mean, it could have been some made-up girl that they that they just, you know, or a name that they just picked out of the hat and said, hey, let's write a song about this girl, and we'll just name her Sandy. And she's, she could be a completely made-up character, or it could have been uh, someone that the two songwriters wrote this song knew. And that's the thing that's that's the thing about songs with girls' names in them. I, I don't th- I, I, I might have done one once before. I don't think I have. I'd have to look and see if I have. But if I haven't, um, that's the thing you have to keep in mind about songs with, with with girls' names in them, is that a lot of times you just never know if that girl was a real person or not. It could have been a real person, but it could have been some made up girl. I mean, that's there's definitely a lot of ambiguity with songs with girls names in them or songs written about a girl 
and it mentions their name, it could have been like, and a lot of times there is a story behind that. And a lot of times it is a real woman. And a, and a lot of times it is revealed at some point in the songwriters clear exactly, exactly who that girl is. And then there's uh different, you know, and again, like there's different hearsay things happening about, Oh, wait a minute. It's about this person. No, it's about this person. You know, there's a lot of speculation happening about that, but, um, and but this particular song, I don't know who this Sandy girl is, but but that's the kind of fun part about music is not always knowing exactly who these songs are about. But um, but yeah, I mean that's 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 actually kind of cool. The sort of the, the weird, mysterious ambiguity with the song, and I like that. So um, that 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 can that's it for this episode. So that concludes part one of episode number one hundred and thirty four. Of my sexy music podcast, Millennial Throwback Machine. I'm Sam Williams, and if you like, as as always, if you like my analysis in this week's song, and you thought it was cool, and you've never heard this song before, and you're like, wow, this is really, really good. Good choice, Sam. And you're like, damn, this song is really, really cool. I've never heard it before, but it sounds incredible, and it's right up my alley, too. I like all these chord changes as well. Um... And if you're a millennial and you like this song, I'd be like, wow, like you really have good taste. Um, but if you're like that, please email me at samltwilliaicloud.com. Or you can also reach out to me on Instagram at iheartholies and check out more of my original music at samwilliamsmusic.net. Now, um, also, just a quick little reminder, um, I've got uh, I got a new single out. It's been out for... Uh, for almost a month now, uh, I think it's been out for, uh, yeah, it's, it's been out for almost a month. Uh, it's called Keeper in My Back Pocket. Um, I, I love this song. It's, it's a really, really good song. Um, again, like it's, it's really catchy and really hooky and the, the arrangement is really, really cool. I'm very proud of that. You can go listen to that song wherever you stream music, but if you just want to listen to it right away without having to go looking for it, I'll, I, as always, the link to that is in the description of this week's episode of this podcast and my last two singles as well. And uh, yeah, so um, also, you know, I love it if you guys can check out those ones too, because I love those ones and they don't sound anything like Keeper My Back Pocket. Yeah, my my style and, you know, as far as, you know, ret- doing sort of retro 60s new sounding music is it's it's varied you know so there's a lot of different things happening uh with my music so uh very very different songs uh really um but yeah so and i played all the instruments on those on on keeper my back pocket too it's a super cool song i like it a lot um but yeah so uh you know the, the links to those songs in the description of this episode of this podcast and you can also find the official spotify and youtube playlist for this podcast you'll be able to find all the songs i've talked about my show so far including some of the ones i've mentioned in the interview episodes um would love it if you guys could check those out because th- that'll give you a good idea for the kind of music i talk about on my show and maybe after listening to those you could suggest me some new songs that i haven't talked about on my podcast yet um, you know, before that, I would listen to these playlists so that way you get a good idea for the kind of music I talk about on my podcast. And if you happen to have any more suggestions for any songs I should cover next, please email me at samltboyicloud.com or reach out to me on Instagram. And you can also check out the official Redbubble merch store for this podcast. And yeah, so that's really cool because then you'll get to see the official um, logo for this podcast plastered onto a bunch of really cool different merchandise items 
um, you know, definitely let me know what you think of the, 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 the logo plus the prices of each item in the store. would love to hear your feedback on that. You can email me at samltwillyicloud.com or you can also reach out to me on Instagram at iheartoldies. Um, yeah, so um, that's that, that concludes this week's episode of this podcast. And again, I'll let you know um, you know, if, uh, what's the progress for this EP? Cause I'm still waiting on the album cover for you. I'd shot it last weekend, so I'm still waiting to get those pictures back. But again, like we gotta, we gotta start, you know, stockpiling content for those extra four songs that haven't been released yet. We gotta start making videos for that. And, uh, I'll, 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 I'll be, I'll be, I'll be working, you know, with my school as far as, you know, ideas for visual content for, uh, those videos. Um, but yeah, so, um, thank And again, I'm Sam Williams and thank you guys for joining me, uh, for this week's episode of my podcast, the millennial throwback machine. And until next week, please keep things groovy.